It's a rainy, wet Tuesday, and it's perfect. Perfect today. Good day to you. We got a lot going on today. Brewers were off last night, back at it. Here come the Cardinals, wrapping up the uh, remainder of the season. Getting excited about that as the Brewers head into October, the Cardinals and the Cubs, and that's all she wrote. And looking forward to that. Uh, you've got uh, Packers back in the practice field today. We'll hear from inside the locker room from yesterday, Matt LaFleur as well. So that's coming up. The Badgers got a win on Friday night. Did they do enough to kind of put the train back on the tracks, in your opinion? We'll talk about that today as well. Uh, but good stuff today. A lot of good stuff today. I uh, uh, Grant Bill's producing the program. How are you doing today, Grant? I'm doing outstanding, Bill. Two great games of Monday Night Football <clears throat> last night. Very much enjoyed. Yeah, it was good to see both of those. I love rain games, too. So I was I was thrilled when it started raining down in Tampa Bay. I was excited about that. And Cincinnati um, finally got a W, too. You got to be happy for him. Well, you know, uh, but Joe Burrow played awful. And I know they keep saying, oh, it was a gutty performance and this and that because they want to build him up. But at some point, they've got to win now. At some point, if you're Zach Taylor, you gotta you got to say, you're not doing anything for us. Can we be better than 18 points a game with a backup quarterback who's mobile, who can throw the ball to these receivers? Now, I know T. Higgins left the game with an injury last night, but at some point, I mean, their defense, they balled out with six sacks of a statue of Matthew Stafford. But at some point, you got to <laughs> you, you gotta protect Joe from Joe. You know, you got to say, hey, look, just, you know, take a couple of weeks off. Just go, just relax, leave that, let the calf be. And we'd rather have you for the long haul. And if we got to come back and get a couple of wins because we've dug ourselves a hole, we'd rather do that than have you re-injure this thing next week now than, you know, and, and lose you for five or six or eight games than, you know, just miss you for a couple of games. I, I Now I haven't looked at their schedule, but uh, with the defense playing the way they did, I mean, like, come on, man. they You got to be able to score more than 18 points a game. And they're not; they're just not doing that right now. They've been beaten by um, a mediocre, a good defensive uh, team, but a mediocre team in the Cleveland Browns. They've been now beaten by Lamar Jackson and the the Baltimore Ravens. And then, obviously, they they won that one last night. But I, to me, it's like you know, go sit him because he just looks he he's statuesque. He 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 taps that back foot constantly because he's trying to get his footing. Because and the reason he doesn't throw downfield is because he can't. He can't push off. So I'm like, what? Well, you don't have a downfield threat. I'm just going to pin my ears back and come after you. Now, it, Jamar Chase showed up last night because they actually started using him in a different form. I mean, Zach Taylor finally said, oh, by the way, maybe Jamar Chase could do some damage crossing over the middle and getting open and running some quick outs and stuff for us and continue to move the sticks. But up until that point, his route tree, I don't know if you saw it. Pro Football Focus posted it. It's just basically like one or two routes over the middle of the field. The rest of them were all down the sideline outs. But there, there was no creativity there. So finally last night they started using Jamar Chase differently and things began to work. But I'm, I'd put a different quarterback in there right now if it was, if it was me. That's, that's just my thought. The problem is but, I, f- I feel like if they were going to do that, the time for that would have been a month ago. You know what I mean? I feel like they've oh, gone God, too yeah. far they, down this road. Absolutely. They they mishandled this from the very beginning. They should have, like I said from the beginning, they should have protected Joe from Joe, and they couldn't do it because they're so desperate to make sure that Joe Burrow is on the field and that he wants to win. It's kind of the, the Aaron Rodgers scenario. Only difference is, is Joe Burrow 
has not had the same length of time in the league, hasn't won an MVP in the league. I mean, he doesn't have the same street cred in the league that Rodgers does, but they are so afraid of making Joe mad in some way, shape, or form that they just said, okay, we'll acquiesce to whatever Joe wants to do, we'll let him do, and they didn't protect him from himself. And thus, that's the calf injury. But it, you watch the guy. He can't, he can't throw downfield. He doesn't have that same arm like Rodgers does where he just flicks it with his wrist and it goes 70 yards. Uh, I mean, he's got a couple of throws, but he's he's not consistent downfield. He's got so many overthrows, it isn't funny. So, But Cincinnati got a win last night. But uh, what was so spectacular about last night and today, uh, and I got to admit, normally I get up in the morning, and lately I've been heading downstairs and going to the gym uh, and starting to work out all over again. And, and, and it's great, don't get me wrong, but today was one of those mornings where uh, about 1 a.m. last night, you could hear the thunder start to rumble. And the heavy rains start to come, and it's been on and off and on and off all morning. So about 6 this morning, I maybe quarter to quarter to 6, about 5.45, I woke up this morning. And I had opened the windows last night, so I the rain was pounding. You could hear it, and the, you could hear, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was one of, my, one of my gutters overflowing. Who knows? But you could hear the rain. You could hear the water running, the whole thing. And I'm like, ah, there's no way. I'm not getting out of bed. It had a nice breeze coming through the window. It was perfect. So I flipped on the TV. I was watching... Uh, good morning football today, and uh, I just rolled over and went back to sleep. Woke up at like 8.30, which that never happens for me, but that was my morning. That so a boy. Like, that sounds completely, great. Yeah, completely rejuvenated, refreshed, didn't work out, didn't do anything. And for breakfast, I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> that was it. So it was just the absolute positive, perfect morning. It was good stuff today. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, you can do it. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a shout. Uh, also, you can track us down over on uh, Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us on uh, Instagram as well, uh, The Bill Michaels Show. You can find Grant on Twitter, at Wisco Grant, at Wisco Grant. You can also track us down on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. Watch every day and subscribe for free. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michael Show. We're on the Twitch app. We're on the Kick app. Uh, email address, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Uh, the website, simply thebillmichaels.com. The Zone Madison, that's the app. Just Google it. Look it up. Go to your Play Store. The Zone, Z-O-N-E, Madison. And uh, you can also track us down on uh, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts after the fact. I don't know if uh, things are working on the live stream today, to be honest with you. I, I, I see there's a lot of viewers, but nobody's saying nothing on the live stream, and that's a little bit of an oddity. So if that's the case and it's not working right today for all of you to make comments, then uh, we will restart things. Uh, so whatever it is, it must be the streaming platform having issues today, but uh, we'll restart things. So don't don't think that we're ignoring you. We're just don't see anything, to be honest with you. So there you go. Oh, no, it's working. Marv just had it pop up. So there we go. Good. Okay. Uh, so today the Packers back in the practice field. Uh, short week. And the question that came up over and over again. Yesterday I left, I went out, and I did a little running around. I was at the, uh, I was at Home Depot yesterday. And I had to pick up some LED little halogen, uh, not LED, but, uh, or yeah, LED little halogen-looking light bulbs for my lighting out back, my landscape lighting. So I'm standing in line, and a guy taps me. Uh, he's got um, these, I don't know what the hell he was. He was in the lumber department. But he taps me with these little pieces of, you know, lumber. 
And he says, oh, I didn't mean to didn't mean to bother you. I just want to ask you a question. I said, yeah. He says, now, they held those guys out so they could play on Thursday against the Lions, right? And I kind of looked at him and I said, well, I think if they could have played, they would have played. But there, if there was a question specifically on a quick turnaround, then no, you wouldn't have played them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I said, why? And he said, because they really need them. And I said, well, I know that. You know, they really, I mean, if you had to pick one of the guys that you really like to see come back, it'd probably be Aaron Jones. Uh, as much as everybody loves Bakhtiari and the fact that he is a staunch left tackle when he can play, I think the, the, the offense, specifically the high percentage checkdowns, uh, go to Aaron Jones. So I, I, I kind of assured him, I said, look, as soon as they can get him back, they're going to get him back. I said, I would rather him wait an extra week and make sure he's 100% then get him up to that 100% line only to have a hamstring injury re-aggravate itself and then he's down for even more time. I mean, just, you know, it, it, the Packers have always been good about that, about erring on the side of caution. So as I'm sitting there talking, uh, another gentleman and his wife, they walk over and then they start to ask me about Jordan Love. So, and he doesn't, he knows me, but he does not know my... I don't think he realized my take on Jordan Love. And he said, oh, you've got to be pleased because it looks like he's another great one. And I looked at him and I said, whoa, wait, wait a minute. On the- We throw out the term great way too easy. It's like a participation trophy. Oh, he had a great game. He's great. Greatness is reserved for those that are wearing gold jackets. Great is an overused term. And, and every time you hear the word great or go to use it now, you're going to think about this sentence. But great is an overused term. We, we use it far too often. But I will say that Jordan Love, going back and watching that game, and the All-22 are out today, which I didn't even get up and watch, but I will tonight. But just watching that game again yesterday morning, he made a lot of bad throws. I, you know, and I know, that, you know, you want me to say, man, what a great comeback. And it was. And it was energizing. And when he dove into the end zone and he flexed up and he gave it, you know, kind of like to the fans to say, you know, this is for you and this is our house and whatever the hell was going through his mind. That's awesome. But for three quarters and three and a half minutes, it was garbage. It was bad. It was embarrassing. It was bad football. If they would have lost that game, you and I would still be talking bad decisions, bad penalties, bad coaching. Just all of it. You and I would be going off had they lost that game. But the ultimate deodorant is winning. So now it's just a footnote. They won the game. What a comeback. What an incredible you know, set of stones. What moxie. But it, it, it masks the false start penalties. It masks the formation penalty. It masks all the crap that you saw, the overthrows, the underthrows, you know, the inability to run the football by A.J. Dillon in the second half of that football game when you needed him most to really start locking things down. It masks so much, so much. So that term, great, when, when I start to get that and people go, are you a believer? That, that was a question this morning. I, I was flipping around. I was watching Good Morning Football. Are you a believer in Jordan Love? I saw it today. It was Dominic Foxworthy. Are you a believer? Oh, I'm a believer. I think they found the third one. The third one in succession. What? What? Did you watch that game? So 
I think it's tremendous the stones and the moxie he showed. I think he's played extremely well for from the from going all the way back to the preseason and not putting the ball for the most part in harm's way. But the last two weeks there's a little bit of sloppiness, obviously a pick now, and that the the trend has to go back the other way. The the high completion percentage passes have to go back the other way. The ability to eventually connect downfield has to go back the other way. There's a lot to be worked on here. So because they won the game, don't lose sight of the fact that there were more failures than victories in that ball game this past weekend. Just keep keep your eye on the ball. But we'll talk about it when we come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Point Brewing. Love me some Point Brewing. Got, as a matter of fact, I just uh, we got some friends coming over on Sunday since the Packers don't play on Sunday. Some friends coming over on Sunday just for kind of a, a last gasp of summer get together and cook out and that kind of stuff. And uh, we're going to put some point brewing out there. going to gut uh, the lager, uh, which as a matter of fact, which is what we're going to do. And uh, we're going to have some of the, uh, the point brewing stuff that's going to be sitting out there. The blonde pale ale uh, is going to be hanging around out there. So good stuff from our friends at point brewing. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network. Got a really nice note uh, last night as well about heading out to Oktoberfest because we've got the game coming up on Thursday night and an event on Sunday and an event on Friday. So this year, ah, I hate to say it, but I can't make it to the Oktoberfest out in Lacrosse. However, we are going to be doing uh, some huddles out there, and uh, we're finalizing the dates today, as a matter of fact, uh, for where we're going to be. So um, one of the cool things uh, about this is that I get a chance to come to lacrosse, I think, three times, three separate times. Uh, so we're going to be out to Buzzard Billy's and Starlight Lounge, for sure, uh, during the week, but we'll be out there. So uh, as soon as everything gets solidified out in lacrosse, we'll let you know. But uh, I'm telling you what, whenever I get out to lacrosse and get out in that direction, Pearl Street, that's where I'm headed, Pearl Street, love it. Uh, Buzzard Billy's uh, right there in the, uh, the old 1860s Brick Hotel, and then the Starlight Lounge just above it, climb those stairs. I know the stairs are up. It goes straight up. You need like a goat, a rope, and a Sherpa to get you up there. But head on up, and you get yourself some really good cocktails and just a genuinely fun place. That's Buzzer Billy's in the Starlight Lounge, Pearl Street, and the old Brick Hotel out there in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Absolutely, positively love it. Good stuff. And uh, and from from your your stomping grounds as well, Grant Bills, out in that area. Yeah, I'm going to be there uh, Thursday night, Friday morning. Uh, for the morning show, you're not Are wrong. You really? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be there with Ebo and and Nelson on Friday. Oh, that's morning. right. They're going to be out there on Friday morning, aren't they? Yep. So I'm just gonna. Oh wow. I, I don't have to be on air. I don't really have any responsibilities, so I might chime in on air. But mostly, I think I'm just going to drink Bloody Mary. Who's producing? Uh, who's producing the show on Friday? Talking to Connor. So I'm looking to book you some football guests to react to that okay. game on on uh, on Friday. So we should be good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you won't be in any shape to produce a show. Well, I so here's the thing. I have a. I feel like you this weekend, Bill, because you're always running from one city to the next, like with reckless abandon from one event to the next. I'm doing yeah. Oktoberfest Thursday night, Friday morning, and then I have a wedding this weekend, which is up oh, wow. uh, around Eau Claire, and I am the officiant. 
I am the, I am the one really marrying these two. So I got to be at the rehearsal dinner on Friday night. So I'm basically in and out of lacrosse in 12 hours. You are. Did you now? Did you take that online? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you really? Okay. So if anyone wants to be married on the Bill Michaels show, I guess I'm I'm certified. to. Wow. Do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. First of all, I don't want I hope Kristen's not listening. Uh, just, you don't want me FYI. marrying you. No, but I, I, you know, hell, that would be a party, though. Yeah. You know, my first marriage was for the party. I knew I shouldn't have got married. I was just too stupid to say no. But the party was pretty great, wasn't the it? The party was epic. Yeah. The, the party was epic. Um, yeah, it was uh, young and stupid, and yeah, yeah, the party was absolutely epic. And uh, it was it was more of record-setting when it came to the number of beer barrels that were consumed and bottles of wine in the fountain and uh, minor damage. and <laughs> a little structural damage to the hotel. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They it factor was, uh, that in. Right, yeah, it was uh it was it was crazy uh with the, the group of people that I knew at the time. I had just gotten into the media too, so it was one of those things where I was inviting people that I kind of knew, you know, where you probably shouldn't, uh, but I was inviting people that I kind of knew and uh I I everybody showed. Didn't expect that, but everybody showed up. So I had people at the the new cuz I had just started working in both radio and TV and I had people in the newsroom uh, that came, including both uh, 10 o'clock, well, here it's a little, it, there it's 11, here it's 10. Both 10 o'clock anchors showed up at the wedding. The mayor of Cincinnati showed up at the wedding because he was a friend of my mom and dad's. Oh, yeah, it was a hootenanny, man. I think I would want Mike Clemens to be at my wedding, and I'd want him to do some sort of reading. I, I don't know I what. would want him to dance. That too. I want, <laughs> I want to see Mike dance. I mean, I, and then on the screen, at the same time Mike dances, my assumption would be that the gopher from Caddyshack would pop up out of a hole and begin dancing as well. And I think they would be very similar. <laughs> but yeah, that was the first wedding. The second wedding was easy. That was, uh, that was on a cruise ship before we took a, a listener cruise. So that was, that was down in Florida. And then, then the third one was just, yeah, that was, <laughs> if I could erase that from the memory, I wish I could. So, uh, so the fourth one's got to work, right? That's what they say. Four times the charm. I think yeah, so. Yeah. No, yeah. Yep. It's, no. Yeah. No. You don't <laughs> sound sold. <laughs> no, no, not for a while. Not for a while. I, you know what? And, and, and like Kristen wants to get engaged. She wants to be engaged. And, and I told her, I said, I'm okay with that, but it's going to be a long time. It's not one of these where we're setting a date or anything and nobody's running out to grab flowers and dresses and all that. No, not at all. Cause this, no. It'll be like, I don't know, 10 years, that type of thing. So it'll be a long time, long, long time. Uh, anyway, that being said, we went down a really bad path. Uh, <laughs> but it was intriguing when you said you were the officiant. So Yeah, you can't be hungover. That's Saturday, right? Is it Saturday or Sunday, the wedding? So the rehearsal dinner's Friday night, and then the wedding is Saturday. I'm, I'm not worried about being hungover. I'm not going to get to lacrosse until... I don't know, probably 9 p.m. on Thursday night, and I'll go hang out with the morning show. I'll probably have a bloody or two there, meet a friend downtown, meet some lacrosse people for a drink or two, and then I got to leave town. So I'm I'm not worried okay. about being hungover. I'm worried about doing something embarrassing that forever ruins their wedding, and everyone right. talks about it for the rest of our lives. I'm worried about that, but not so much about the being hungover. Right. Yep. No, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 
1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. Uh, this is from Mark. Mark says, uh, 100% correct on Jordan Love. Everybody's overlooking the bad because of the good. He's got a lot of great qualities, but as of right now, he's still not a terrific quarterback. He's still a guy finding himself. Don't give him too much praise just yet. I completely agree. 100%. I, I just, it's not that he's bad. It's just that he has not been able to get comfortable and into a rhythm and connect yet. And you're waiting for that. Because when it, if and when that happens, if and or when that happens, uh, then you can say, okay, now you can start to kind of become more of a believer. That, that's, when, that's when I would say, okay, you know, now he's got me. But I, he, he's done good things, and I'm not going to knock him. Because when it comes to the knowledge of the offense and what he's capable of doing, and all that kind of stuff, look, it's been really good, uh, and I'm not going to deny that. But when it comes to some of the connections and overthrows and um, just you know the downfield, the intermediate passes and then the downfield passes not being there, a completion percentage below 50%, I mean, you can't have that. You, that just, that's, that's not operating at any kind of an efficiency. It's got to be above 60%, at least 62 62 or better is acceptable. You start to get to below that, and it's you know, that's just not getting it done unless you have a lot of guys with a lot of drops. And you haven't had a lot of drops. So it's it's looked at times awkward and sloppy. And that's what we saw this past weekend. For three quarters, you saw awkward and sloppy. As a matter of fact, just before half, I really was waiting. And I, I applaud the fans because something didn't happen at halftime today, or today. Uh, on Sunday, and that was nobody booed, because that was a that was a bad performance, and I thought, oh boy, here we go, he's going to get booed off the field, and nobody booed. And to to the Packers fans' credit, they get it. That see, that's the level of 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 smarts that Packers fans have, because you're three games in to a young guy's career, and you realize, like, look, it looks really bad. And this is not a veteran. This is not terrible play calling. This is not. This is just a guy trying to find himself with a a patchwork offensive line. His star running back is not in there. He doesn't have his lead wide receiver, and he's just trying to make make a name for himself at this point. So nobody booed. But at that last couple of series just before half were terrible, terrible performances. And I, that was one thing I put in my notes and I didn't talk about the other day, and I wish I had. But kudos to all the Packers fans for not booing. Uh, it was just – there was no, no noise. There was no, there was no applaud. There was no golf clap. There was none of that. It was just like, okay, this was bad. I'm going to go get a beer. Or this was bad. I'm just going to kind of sit here and wait and see what happens the rest of the game. Um, but, yeah, it was – nobody booed. And I, it, was, it was impressive that Packers fans held their tongue because they understood the situation. That – is something that's the reason I love the fan base is because you can't BS. You you can't you know there there are when I listen to stations and talk and such throughout the state and people that worry about what they're going to say and they don't want to be too harsh. No, Packers fans know. You know when things are good, you know when things are bad, you know when things are garbage, you know when you're being lied to, you know when you're looking at things with a raised eyebrow saying, come on, that's a, that's a load of crap, and we all know it. You're pretty smart that way, and that's why I appreciate uh, the, being doing what we do in this particular setting and this particular fan base because it's just, it's like I've always said, this should be 
adults in a bar talking sports because there's a lot of great opinions and a lot of understanding out there. 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We're going to step aside, take a quick break, come back. A lot more to get to. Hang in there. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Looking for a great night out, maybe a weekend stay, maybe you're going to catch some Brewers playoff games. Potawatomi Hotel Casino right down the street, right on Canal Street. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. And whether it's the Dream Dance Steakhouse, the new Rockin' Brews that they have, they've got to the sports book. The temporary is open. The new one is being built. The gaming tables are open. Bingo is back. There's so many good things going on at Potawatomi Hotel Casino, not to mention the hotel, the Canal Street Cafe, all of that. Uh, check them out. Again, go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. Again, PaysBig.com. Uh, no, I had a question. Was uh, the uh, was Jerry Springer, the mayor of Cincinnati, was the guy that came to the wedding at the time? No, it was not. It was a guy named Charlie Lucan. Uh, Roxanne Qualls was the uh, former mayor just before that, but Charlie Lucan was coming in as the mayor. And uh, he was he was the guy that uh, my, was a friend of my parents at the time. No, Jerry Springer was not at my wedding. <laughs> Jerry was back in, I think it was like the late seventies. And, uh, then he went from the, the mayor. Uh, remember he paid a hooker with a check that bounced over in Northern Kentucky. And that became a public thing. And he was, he, at the time he went to, um, uh, the NBC station channel five. And he actually became one of the most well-respected news people in the business at the time. I mean, he was, he was so good and so talented. Um, you kind of, you know, you look at Jerry and you kind of make fun of him to a certain extent, but no, he was, he, he was really, really good. And then he got the Jerry Springer show that based originally in Cincinnati. And it was some, it was hard hitting. It was like a Phil Donahue esque type of show. If you remember Phil Donahue from years ago, it was just a regular talk show. And what happened was, I think they ended up one day, they put like a bunch of circuit, what they would call circus freaks. And I don't even know what the technical term is, but different people will say. Uh, the tallest man in the world, the shortest person in the world, and all these different, you know, the bearded woman and everything. He And, and it was like his highest rated show. And one of the producers at the time said, hey, I think we're on to something here. And then they, they made it more and more and more and more outrageous. And then finally, yeah, the show ended up moving to Chicago, but... Yeah, it was, uh, he was, you just, if you didn't live in Cincinnati, you didn't re, you didn't realize how journalistically, um, credible he was when he worked for News Channel 5. I mean, he was, he was it, man. He was the stance, what you tuned into him and Nick Clooney every night. That's who you tuned into those two guys. So anyway. Uh, eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670. Uh, Mark says, Hey Bill, what about the young receivers that Jordan love has versus the veteran receivers that Favre and Rogers both came into play with? Okay. Um, I can give you that because that's a fact. That's true. Um, it's still, you know, I, I, I don't know where there could be a disconnect, uh, when it comes to say the overthrows or underthrows. I'm just looking at the throws. 
Okay, I'm not, you know, if the guy, if the route runner is in the right place at the right time, doesn't matter if they're a rookie or a veteran. Now, if it hits them in the hands continuously and they're dropping balls, well, that's that's a whole other story. But we haven't seen a lot of that. But when it comes to the overthrows and the underthrows, that's that's quarterback play. That's that's footwork. That's getting yourself set. That's you know, because he's not Rodgers. He can't just run and be in crisscross, step over stride, and flick the ball fifty yards and drop it in a bucket. That's that's not his forte. So. You just got to wait and see how he develops. But that's the re- see. Here's the other thing: I'm not condemning him, but I'm not I'm not praising him and saying, "Oh yeah, this is it." I'm just simply saying I'm going to wait and see. I do. I think there's something there. Yeah, I do. I really do, and that's more credit than I've given from the very beginning. And after, I'll be honest. Let's let's be let's, let's between me, you, and the fence post here. When you start going through the list of quarterbacks in the National Football League. Where would you want to put Jordan Love? Right? I mean, think about it. Where would you want to put Jordan Love? So when you start thinking about the different things that are out there and the rating systems and all that kind of stuff, and so, <coughs> excuse me, I mean, where would you want to put Jordan Love in all of this? Uh, I'm just, I'm sitting here grabbing this right now. Hang in there. Um Jordan Love, oh, he actually dropped this week. Oof. He dropped from 18th down to 25th. He dropped this week. His uh, quarterback rating has gone down. His completion percentage has gone down. Um, so I'm looking at pro football focus, okay? So you're looking at completion percentages uh, with Jordan Love at 53.1%. Let me let that sink in for a minute. 53.1%. It went down. I'm not here to to disparage PFF. I love PFF, but Justin Fields had a better grade than Jordan Love did this week. And I just, I don't know. He, he gets it because he can run. <laughs> I, I guess. Justin Fields, yeah, that's the reason he gets it, because he can run. We weight quarterback rushing way too heavily. Fantasy football is the same way. Like, rushing yards right. have double the value in some of these metrics or some of these scoring systems than passing. I feel like we got to right. figure that out. No, I would agree with you, but that's that's the reason he has rated. Uh, you know, okay, let me ask you this: Who do you feel should be the top-rated passer in the National Football League right now, just from performances through the first three weeks? If you had to think about quarterback play, who would you think would be the top few, two or three, four-rated passers? Tua. Two is number one. Two would have to be on there. Uh, Brock Purdy? Um, actually, Brock Purdy is ranked 22nd. Some of these traditional pocket passers, like like Joe Burrows had a rough start to the year. Trevor Lawrence has had a rough start to the year. But his completion percentage is solid. When they look at his graded throws with uh, batted balls, uh, at the line of scrimmage, batted balls downfield, uh, passes, drops, and such. When you put all of that together, because that, that's how that, that's how when it comes to pro football focus, the one thing that I do appreciate is the fact that they take account into everything. Totally, not just completion percentage, not just yards, not just touchdowns, interception ratio, but they look at things like batted balls, the percentage of throws versus batted balls, drops, adjustments, 
sacks, all of that, all that stuff, pressures, throwing balls under pressure. I mean, Brock Purdy actually, for as good as he has been, and his completion percentage is awesome, 67%, and his adjustment percentage is awesome at 77.1%, but where he, he's also fumbled uh, a couple of times this season. And in the offense overall, he ranks 68.3, but his passing game is 64.3, while his running game in runs, play fakes, and such is 77.3. So they give him credit for being a quarterback and handing the ball off and play fakes and such. So when you look at the total, you said Tua. Tua would have to be up there. Patrick Mahomes, he's up there. Absolutely. Uh, He's got a, let's see here. Patrick Mahomes has a 64.6 completion percentage. Uh, Yards per attempt is 7.1. That drags him down. Seven touchdowns, two picks on the season. His total overall offense productivity is 90.9, which is second highest. His uh, pass rate uh, is 81.8. His run rate, a scramble capability, is 90.9. Running the offense in a run is 90.2. And his fumble percentage is 87.3, which means he doesn't. He doesn't fumble the football. His batted balls at the line of scrimmage is one of the least in the league, only for the fact that he's got so many different arm angles. See, that's what they're taking into consideration. And he has, uh, let's see here, he's got a total of four drops on the season. And his drop percentage via his receivers is only 5.2%. Dropbacks under pressure, uh, dropback total is 38. He's been sacked one time all season long. So that takes all of that into account. And again, I, I'm just, I'm looking. So you got a guy like, say, Trevor Lawrence, who was ranked pretty high. Jared Goff, who was ranked pretty high. Uh, and I'm looking at guys with three games. Matthew Stafford, actually, believe it or not, last night brought his uh, rating down. He was actually third. Now he's down to seventh in the National Football League. Kirk Cousins has actually ranked pretty high. The problem with Kirk Cousins is, is in, when it comes to the run game and scramble capability, it basically isn't any. And he's actually had a fumble. Uh, Baker Mayfield is ranked pretty high. Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. So you look at these guys, Geno Smith, Ryan Tannehill. Those guys are all Josh Allen. They're all up there. That's who you would expect to see up there. And then you get down to to Jordan Love and who continues to drop, and it's not because of a lot of the stuff that he's doing wrong. As a matter of fact, some of the things he's doing incredibly well, it's the completion percentage that's killing him because his touchdown-interception ratio is solid. The run game side of things is solid. His play fake capability is solid. He only has four drops on the season, so it's not like uh, they're. It's not like the receivers. When you say, "Well, it's the veteran right where it's it's rookie wide receivers," they only have four drops on the season. You know, you look at a guy like Matthew Stafford. He's got eight of them. Nine of them for Trevor Lawrence. His receivers have dropped nine passes. Leads the league. Four is about the standard at this point. So. I mean, Joe Burrow is rated lower, and that's obvious, and it sh- and he should be. Joe Burrow's rated lower than so is Derek Carr, so is even Dak Prescott to a certain extent. Dak Prescott sixty seven point six completion percentage, but his overall operation of the offense, he's worse in the passing game, which is what we knew all along. His passing game is worse. His run game is eighty six point three. It's better. His pass game is fifty eight point nine. And that's the problem. Nothing has changed from last year. The only difference between Dak last year and Dak this year is Dak's defense is just whooping ass. And Dak isn't doing anything to help that team. As a matter of fact, when they needed him most this past weekend, he failed miserably. 
So everything that I thought about this season is pretty much true as of right now. The numbers are kind of playing out. Now what I want to see is Jordan Love steadily rise. And and we'll get to that point eventually, hopefully. Hopefully. But that's the reason when people say, oh, he's great. No, 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 wait a minute. And Lewis says, well, imagine if he had Adams still on this team. Okay. Would that be just another receiver that he's overthrown? Because the drops aren't there. I mean, it, you, you, can, you can talk. Now, maybe Devontae Adams, like Romeo Dobbs, has not learned to go get a ball yet. Uh, we saw that a couple of times over the weekend where he got one knocked down. You got to go get it. Samari Torrey did once too, but you got to go get it. You, the difference between having soft hands and catching in the National Football League and going and getting a ball is physical. It's mental. It's I will not be denied. Sometimes you got to go knock it down just so the other guy doesn't get it, and that I understand. But there was twice this weekend where the pass was there, but it was a 50-50 ball, and you just had to fight for it, and they didn't fight as hard for it. As a matter of fact, uh, the, the Saints defensive backs fought harder to just knock the ball down. So – those things will come with time, but that, that, that's the, the stuff that I look at. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and give us a call. Uh, I would love to hear your opinion on all of this. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at the Four Seasons Island Resort in Pembine, Wisconsin. As a matter of fact, uh, coming up in a few weeks, I'm going to be heading up there. They've got a new general manager, and I don't know if we're going to be doing a show there, but we're going to be heading up, uh, going up and meeting some of the new staff and the management and uh, just going up to get away and relax a little bit. Um, but uh, Four Seasons Island Resort going to be heading up, I think it's October 21st is when I'm going up, or that weekend of. But uh, looking forward to it. Give, give our girl Barb a call, B-A-R-B, Barb, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110, and then use the promo code MICHAELS15. Just tell them you heard it here. You get 15% off of your stay. And, uh, by the way, if you're looking for a fall or a winter internship, uh, they're hiring right now as well. So for the fall seasons and the winter months, because they're only open uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday during the winter months. But if you're looking to do – they're still open regular hours until all the way into the mid-November. But if you're looking for UTV and ATV trails, they're still open. Golf still open. Fishing still open. Everything like that. But uh, eventually they're going to get into the snowmobile season. And that is when it really gets kind of weird and fun and kind of a great getaway because you get to see all different types up there in the Boundary Water Sports Bar and Grill, which is just awesome. That's a Four Seasons Island Resort in Pine Mountain, which has a ski resort attached to it. That's another great place to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 930-2023.
Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Good to have you. Uh, this is from uh, Jack. Jack says real quick, uh, hey, you're in a great uh, points regarding Jordan Love. I, too, would like to see a little bit better completion percentage, but I do think he's been inspiring, as he says, inspiring for what we've seen. Um, I'd agree with that. It, 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 the, the moxie shown in the game the other day was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, I appreciated it. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought he was, uh, God, I don't know how to put it. Uh, I don't want to say inspiring, but I, I just thought he, he, he just showed his moxie for lack of a better term. He just showed his moxie. I just thought it was, it was great. It was great for what I saw. So kudos to uh, Jordan Love, kudos to, to, to Matt LaFleur for, uh, you know, going, going through all of that and, uh, and and working it from there. So good stuff. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, what else do we have here for you? Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, this one is from uh, Dwayne. Dwayne says, uh, hey, Unit, I heard that you said – did the Badgers put the football program back on track? My answer is it's an incomplete if I were going to give them a grade. I want to see them perform against Ohio State. Well, Ohio State's always going to be the litmus test, but they're sitting at 3-1. and one. They finally had what I would consider to be a more impressive win. And, you know, I, I, I don't know about back on track, there's still enough mistakes and still enough question marks there to make you kind of scratch your head. But what I saw was progress. I saw Tanner Mordecai look better in the pocket. I saw the offensive line held up better. I saw there was a better delivery. I saw defensive backs weren't pointing fingers at one another as if to say, no, I had him. No, you had him. No, you should have had him. I should have had him. I didn't see that level of confusion. Now, maybe it's the fact that Purdue is not that good. Maybe it's the fact that uh, Purdue and their passing game is not that dynamic. Could have been the play calling against what the or the Badgers just flat out, flat out nailed it. I, I mean, I don't know, but what I saw out of the Wisconsin Badgers was was better. And now you've got a couple of weeks off to get better, to be able to go back and look at your first three, four games, sit down, observe your film, and go over everything, and know where you need to get better. This is where coaches should take advantage, of, and not that they don't, but they should be able to take advantage of the time off kind of not only get a little bit healthy, but self-scout and say, okay, where, where are our biggest problems? And try to correct those. Or, because you can only do so much, you'd like to be able to say we're going to fix all the holes and we're going to accentuate the positive. You, you do usually one or the other. You try to fix the holes. Wait, because in football, you're only as good as your weakest link. But, yeah, the, uh, the Packers, or the, the Packers, the Badgers' second-half defense was not great. Purdue decided to say, hey, we're going to start going short passes, run the ball up the gut, and they weren't making enough plays. Now, I don't know whether that's because they got comfortable. I I couldn't tell you, but that's something for Luke Fickle to fix. But I feel better about this team because I didn't feel that way going into the game. 
if that makes sense. I when we went into that game, uh, Grant and I were making our picks, and I said it was going to be like I thought the Badgers would win, but like twenty seven twenty four, it's going to be close, and the defense wasn't going to, you know, kind of hold up their end of the bargain, and they've had so many miscommunications in the secondary and going on and on and on. And then what I what I saw was. Yeah, they kind of got gashed a little bit, but they didn't give up all of those big plays with finger pointing. You know, they just didn't. They just didn't do that. So I was, I was impressed. I was impressed with all of that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. If you want to chime in, feel free. Hey, by the way, uh, we got one hour down. We got three more yet to go. We're going to start hearing from yesterday. From inside that Packers locker room a little bit. Matt LaFleur, you're going to hear from coming up here in just a little while as well. Uh, you've got, boy, you got all kinds of cuts. Joe Barry and Adam Stenovich we're going to hear from. And uh, also uh, Matt LaFleur uh, and starting to preview the uh, Thursday night football game. So we got all of that coming up. So we got a lot, a lot in the hopper right around the corner. A, a lot coming up. So I'm looking forward to hearing from all those guys. Rasheed Walker, Walker Darnell Savage, Luke Musgrave, all those guys coming up. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. One hour down, three. We're flew through, flew through the first hour. One hour down, three yet to go. Good stuff today. Hang in there. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at uh, Land Cruise Planners. Land and Cruise Vacations. Man, if you're looking to get away, say in February, you want to throw down a snow shovel and just go throw some suntan oil on yourself for a little bit, that's the way to go. Call Kirk, 262-344-0697. 262-344-0697. Give Kirk and the gang a call over there at Cruise Planners. Great, great stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show next.